Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, the only show that takes a look at the obstacles and opportunities open to small to mid-sized enterprises to manufacture here in America. Brought to you by All Metals and Forge Group with your hosts, Tim Grady and Lou Weiss. Hey, guys. Hey, how you doing? Welcome, everybody, to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Lou, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing great. Had a vacation, so- came back rested. Having a hard time getting back into swing of things, but uh, I'm here, so uh, let's do the show. Well, you know, I, I carried most of the show last week while you're on vacation, so I'm going to lean on you a little this week. You did a show last week, I heard. Yeah, I did indeed, yes. Uh, and matter of fact, do you have a postscript from that show from last week? I actually did listen to you actually live. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, we had uh, Bill Michaels from uh, Institute of Supply Management. And uh, he was talking about uh, vendors and vendor uh, capabilities and how you are to uh, vet your uh, uh, suppliers, making sure that you're getting uh, the best quality at the best possible price and uh, best uh, uh, deliveries, Uh, all of which are not easy things to do. But it's a process that manufacturing companies really need to um, gear up for. Uh, it'll wind up saving a lot of money and add a lot to uh, the bottom line. And uh, his uh, golden nugget take takeaway is uh, basically uh, don't stop checking your suppliers and constantly be looking for new ones who want to uh, partner with you and not be just a buyer-client relationship, uh, which is something that I b- believed in uh, for decades at this point. Uh, the other gentleman uh, from um, uh, Or Safety, uh, the name is, escapes me for the moment. Tim, do you remember? I'm sorry, uh, uh, Or Safety. I think it was uh, Gil Truesdale. That's that's it. You got it. Um, he's talking about uh, safety equipment for small to medium size and large corporations. Um, that uh, you know, the government can come in and uh, slap you for with fines and so on if you're not up to speed on doing the things that uh, the bigger corporations need to do. And uh, OSHA can make your life uh, pretty unbearable, uh, along with Homeland Security, the IRS, Congress, and so on and so <laughs> forth. But don't let me get uh, on too much of a roll yet. Uh, I understand we're going to do enough of that shortly. Um, as far as uh, 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 the war safety, uh, he talks about uh, uh, OSHA quite extensively, and that's really his lifeblood. And uh, he does, uh, he's got several five, six hundred clients that he makes sure has all the right equipment uh, all the time so that if OSHA ever does walk in, that uh, they are protected. Uh, speaking about when uh, government uh, gets involved in things, uh, I may as well start it off, Tim. Uh, get, getting the government uh, involved, uh, they came out with a, a big oops last week, uh, or maybe an oops. Uh, they came out with a GDP drop of the first quarter of 2.9%. Hasn't happened in nine years. Uh, do you know anything about that? I'm still trying to figure out what the hell they're talking about. It's a staggering number. It's a staggering drop. I know that they originally came out with uh, 0.1% up for the first quarter of uh, 2014. And then they came out with 1% down. And then they came out with 2.9% down. But most of the mainstream media, 
isn't even reporting on it. Well, they probably know that 2.9 is not correct, and they're going to come out with a fourth revision. Well, they could, uh, yeah. I, I wonder what the record for revisions are from a month-to-month and quarter-to-quarter basis. That might be an interesting question to ask the Department of Commerce when we have them on. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, what what I did catch on the news, uh, what what media did cover it, was they they have an unfortunate habit of trying to bring on a guest that you know it, it generates a little excitement into the conversation. So the guest is talking about the R word, and talking about the R word is a little like screaming fire in a crowded theater. Well, that's true, and um, I. By what you said, I'm not sure about the person who said it. It could have been a Democrat or a Republican, depending <laughs> on the way you're looking at the R word. And let's call the R word what it is, recession. Yeah, yeah. It is. Oh, I said oh. it, I said it, and uh, I don't think it's coming. I think the talking heads uh, are more like bobbleheads and not talking heads. Um, I, I don't see it. I don't see it in my business. I don't see it in the people that I'm talking to. Uh, so I'm not real clear on what they're talking about. Yeah, I don't think the government's real clear on what they're talking about. Um, but before we get too much into this, um, Lou, I'm going to let you give our audience an update, really kind of what's happening with today's show, because today's show is going to be a little bit different than our usual shows. They didn't get it yet, huh? <laughs> they will shortly. The show is... Uh, uh, we decided not to have a guest on today. We decided uh, that Tim and I, over 20 years of uh, relationships and conversations and discussions, that we just wanted to share a little banter with you on uh, some of our thoughts and feelings about uh, what's going on, what could go on. And uh, uh, we're all on the same side, and uh, we want to make sure that uh, – our country is uh, as good as it's, it can be, and we want to make sure that uh, we're safe and secure. But uh, I think only the people care about that, and I don't think that uh, Washington is doing uh, their job clearly, and uh, I don't think the media is doing their job, uh, us excluded. Um, and uh, I think it's something that we, uh, we, Tim and I, would like to talk about and uh, be interested in hearing some of your comments. Uh, over the last several weeks, we've actually received a fair amount of communications from some of our listeners, uh, one in particular, uh, whose name I won't use right now, but one in particular, I've uh, I received an email, I spoke to him on the phone, and uh, more than likely we're going to have him on as a guest, uh, talking specifically about his problems. Uh, in manufacturing. He's a 70-man manufacturing company. And all the problems that they have in regards to, you know, taxes and IRS and human resources and employment training and uh, all of that employment training conversation goes back to uh, Institute of Supply Management and uh, Thomas Nett uh, in the organization that they have partnered in to increase interest in the uh, 30 and under crowd, the millennials, to take a look at manufacturing as, uh, you know, warm and sexy, uh, or is it cool and sexy? Uh, (laughs) In either case, uh, uh, so we're getting some interesting feedback from people. So today we're going to talk a little bit more about um, 
what we see and hear, and uh, if you see and hear the same things, tell us about it. It gives us a good insight into what's happening in the country, maybe better than the folks in D.C. Uh, Tim? Yeah, I think that's true, Lou. I, I know that this first quarter GDP drop, everyone's kind of wondering what caused it. And, you know, as sitting here in the uh, on the warm months of June and July, you, you kind of think that uh, you forget about that we had a pretty brutal winter. We had uh, uh, snow and ice, and even as recently as May, as we were talking to um, some of the people who have uh, containers coming in by ship, they had ships floating around on the Great Lakes dodging ice because it hadn't receded from the Great Lakes yet. This is the latest year they had ice clear the Great Lakes in I don't know how many decades. Uh, I guess uh, as we go into global warming, we're all going to freeze to death. Tim? Yeah, it is uh, something that companies need to look at. And I, really the message about this GDP drop of 2.9%, which the government says uh, they may yet uh, change again, uh, we don't know what the final number is going to be. It could be a year from now before the number becomes solid. Uh, I think what you saw in that was, uh, or what you should take away from that, is don't panic. This is not the beginning of a recession. If you pull out the ISM reports or the MAPI reports, M-A-P-I is MAPI, and you look at, for instance, the non-manufacturing index, which we talk about typically on the first of every month, and even the non-manufacturing index reports, everything is up. Um, the trouble that manufacturing ran into, and I think a lot of our listeners experienced it, is that the truck couldn't get raw materials into the plant. And the plant produced goods based on the raw materials they had, but then they couldn't get the product off the loading dock onto a truck downstream to the, to the customer or to the next uh, link in the chain. So although that weather in the Northeast caused enormous bottlenecks, and, and that slowed purchasing down, it slowed production down, uh, car sales went down. So as you begin to roll all those numbers together, yeah, you got a drop in GDP. But, you know, basically it, it was uh, cold and snow, and that's what caused it. Uh, I don't know that you saw anything different than that, Lou, in your own business, uh, All Metals and Forge Group. Well, from the smaller side of the economy, uh, and there's been dispute as to how big manufacturing is of the GDP. Uh, I believe you stated and I stated uh, 12% uh, is the manufacturing. And uh, the most recent um, information that I have, which I just pulled off the uh, Internet this morning off of uh, Bloomberg News, that it's 19% is actual industry. Uh, of the GDP. That being said, it's still a fifth of the economy, and it has a significant impact on the that 2.9 percent drop. But retailers were also hugely uh, impacted by the cold weather situation that we had uh, here in the Northeast. And uh, the Northeast is uh, the most uh, populated portion of the country. 
Um, so naturally, it's going to have a greater impact on uh, GDP. I don't think that you saw or would see if we analyzed the numbers in granular terms. I don't think you'd find the same issues uh, that we had in the Northeast, uh, let's say in the Midwest or, or the South or certainly not Houston, uh, Texas. Uh, they, they don't know about glitches in the economy. They just go straight up. Um, you California, California is a little bit in la la land, so they, they don't know <laughs> they don't know who they are or where they are. But well, uh, you, you, you might have seen it a little bit in the Midwest and and yeah. even in the Southeast because the Southeast got cold and snow and ice that they're just not prepared for. I mean, a half an inch of snow that compacts to a a, a micromillimeter of ice in Atlanta shuts down. Uh, yeah, in the Midwest well, maybe you're a over. La, maybe you're a little in La La Land also. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I'm in Atlanta, so that's why Lou said that. <laughs> but you're right. You, you didn't see that same impact in the West where it was uh, a, a little more warm and cozy or the Southwest. Right. I certainly well, think that uh, the listeners ought to, to take a look at And we normally, by the way, have Brad Holcomb on to talk about the Institute of Supply Management's uh, manufacturing report on business. This is the first day of the month that that report comes out, and that number this morning was 55.3, which I think is uh, a tenth of a percent percentage point lower than last month. But it's still above 50, still a very strong number. The uh, non-manufacturing report is at 56.3, and that comes out, I think, by the uh, fourth or fifth of the month. So these numbers are are very up and they're very strong. Uh, That's really what we're seeing overall. So I don't see the economy in collapse. I have uh, a comment about that uh, one-tenth of one percent drop uh, on the 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 ISM report. But I think that we're going to be taking a uh, commercial break uh, about now, and I'd like to talk about that when I uh, when we both get back. Sure. Uh, yeah, we've we've got a couple of minutes to the break, and and certainly we want to be able to go into this report. Uh, we would have loved to have had Brad on the show, um, but he is uh, probably talking to uh, uh, major media and the like. So I. I think maybe this is a good time, Lou, for a commercial break, and we'll come back and, and tackle that. So let's take a quick break here. See you in a few. When you use the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit AXPGOLD.com. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at AXPGOLD.com. And let's give a shout-out to our friends at All Metals and Forge Group, your best source for open-die forgings and seamless rolled rings in alloy, carbon, stainless, and tool steels, nickel, aluminum, titanium, copper. You name it, they can roll it. Just go to steelforge.com and send us your request for quote. That's steelforge.com. When it comes to pioneers and their respective 
industries. We all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. And now back to Tim and Lou. So, Lou, you had a comment on uh, some of this ISM discussion, and, and I know that report is out uh, this morning at ten twenty a.m. or something like that. Yeah, uh, I've, I've been following the ISM for multiple decades, and you know they always seem to be right on whether it's up or down. The, the gray areas uh, when they're point one or point two up or down from a previous month, and I, I've always uh, interpreted that as uh, two things: one being that um, that sec that period of time is, from their perspective, is uh, flat, not giving any clear direction, uh, with maybe some aspect of more up than down or more down than up, and hence they come up with a point one or point two up or down from uh, the previous month. That being said, uh, a 55.3 is a real solid number, as uh, Brad uh, Holcomb has uh, repeatedly told us, and as I have experienced uh, over the decades that I've been following it. Um, I'll take 55 forever. You know, it's, uh, it's just <laughs> right. a great number. I start getting worried when it's around 60 because then you got to look for the R word, you know, the You're correction, right. the crash, the, uh, the oops, here we come again. Uh, so 55, 57, 58 is, you know, like real powerful. You're making, the company's making a lot of money. You're, you know, you're doing real well. But 60, you got to start looking at. Yeah, it's Tim. very true. Yeah, it's very true. Now, if you look, by the way, at the ISM report that just came out, you'll see that new orders, employment, and production are growing. Inventories are growing. Uh, supplier deliveries are slowing, and what that means is that is that there's so much uh, demand from the manufacturer that the suppliers supplying the manufacturer are having a hard time keeping up. So that's that's actually good news. So again, the takeaway on this. Uh, this drop in the GDP. And uh, by the way, the second quarter just closed yesterday. I'm sure the government will announce a number at some point. It'll be a preliminary number that they will revise. Lord only knows which way they'll revise it. Or how many uh, times. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, they, they revise these numbers constantly. I think that the 2.9% really was a UFO. It's an unidentified falling object, and they don't know what it is themselves. <laughs> uh, so nobody should panic about it because um, our, the government really is, you know, they're really the Einsteins of fuzzy math. 
uh, and their numbers are moving all the time. Uh, and, and just for fun, we created a segment of the show uh, not to get uh, uh, the people who currently own Jeopardy uh, on our tail feathers, uh, but we have a Jeopardy segment on the show today. Um, and, and so I want to kind of prepare our listeners for our, our Jeopardy segment. Um, we want to hear from our audience on this one. So we're going to see who's, uh, who's sipping the coffee and paying attention. So what we're going to suggest is the following. For the first 10 listeners who send us the correct answer, sorry, the correct question to the answer we're going to give you, uh, include your name in the email. We'll have your email address. We'll get back to you. But what we're going to do is send you a prize through uh, snail mail. Uh, no fair using Google. Either either you know it or you don't. Um, and what we'd like you to do right now is to open up an email, and we'd like you to address it to live at mfgtalkradio.com. Now, we have our... our uh, Studio engineer Craig, who is going to be watching the emails to see this answer that comes in, and so in the in the email you're going to, in the two line you're going to put live at mfgtalkradio.com. Now in the subject line is where you're going to put your question. Remember, your answer has to be in the form of a question. So you're going to type in what is a and then get ready. I'll run you through a couple of practice ones, and I'll, and I'll work with Lou on this so that you guys get the answer. Then down where you normally type your, your message in the email, we would like you to put your name and town. That's your name and town so that we know who's responding to us, and then we'll know. And, and we're going to use your name on the air, so if you don't want your whole name used, just put uh, Tim uh, Woodstock. And we'll, we'll uh, pass that off. But here, here's an example, and uh, we'll work with, with Lou on it. Now, here's the category. The category is, what's it called? What's it called is a category. And here is the first answer, and I'm going to throw this to Lou, a large group of geese. Am I supposed to give you a wrong answer? <laughs> no, you're supposed, to give me, you're supposed to give me the right question. Oh, the right question is, um, what is a gaggle? That's that's correct. What is a gaggle? A large group of geese is called a gaggle. Now, a large is this group... show turning into a giggle today? <laughs> yeah, could be. <laughs> so here's and, and and by the way, this is directed at our friends in in, in Washington. Uh, kind of tongue in cheek, but again, uh, we we're always kind of watching Washington to see what they're doing for manufacturing. Um, so here's the next answer: a large group of birds, a flock. What is a flock? Now here's the challenging one. This is the final Jeopardy answer. Lou's not going to give the answer for this one. Our listeners are going to give the answer to this one: a large group of baboons. What's it called? A large group of baboons. <laughs> Send in your email answers now, and we'll have Craig give us the high sign when he's got some emails flying in here, and we'll see wh uh, who uh, who's responded. So we have to now dance for a while, eh? Yeah, unless you can <laughs> sing the Jeopardy song or hum it 
Uh, uh, <laughs> no, and I can't. I can't look like Vanna White either. <laughs> the uh, again, the address to send it to is live at mfgtalkradio.com. Uh, we we just got an email that hit us, and it says the answer is a pride. Sorry, that would be a large group of lions, not a large group of baboons. <laughs> so we're just going to see if uh, if uh, you got any that are coming in there. Uh, um, Lou, do you want to read off here? Um, okay, so here's here's another one that just popped up. Uh, what is a colony? What is a colony? Well, that would be a large group of bats. Actually, so I mean, the folks in in Washington can be a little batty, so we're we're waiting again for that correct answer. Now, here's another here's another question that just popped in. It says, "What is a cackle?" Well, there's there's a lot of cackling uh, that occurs uh, certainly in Washington, but that would be a large group of hyenas. A large group of hyenas. So we're not quite sure anybody's got this, certainly without Googling it. We're not going to have a lot of prize winners this morning, but we're going to throw out the answer here. A large group of baboons. Lou, what's a large group of baboons called? I think somebody's got it here. Uh Uh-oh. Congress. That's it. What is a Congress? There what we is go. A, right, I forgot. Sorry. What is a Congress? That's is that, right. That, is that the correct one? That, that's the correct answer. What is a Congress? So, you know, we often ask ourselves, you know, what's Washington doing? Well, um, a large group of baboons is called a Congress. So I don't know what our Congress is doing. Now, I will Maybe. tell you that I think the English have it a little more accurate. Uh, a large group of owls is called a parliament. So, <laughs> wise old owls, uh, apparently they do, uh, maybe they're doing better than we do, and our, our founding fathers should have called it Parliament instead of Congress, but they were mad at King Henry. So, our listeners have kind of a sense of our, about our attitude, about their attitude. Yeah, we're we're uh, kind of beating up on the government today because when you see this kind of a drop, and, and here's really our issue. Lou and I have had this discussion many times. When you see a, a sudden move in a number like GDP and somebody reports a 2.9% drop in GDP and then they go for the comparisons, the biggest drop since the 2008 recession, the biggest percentage change in the last 50 years, um, it becomes almost a scare tactic. And when you start throwing those numbers around in the media, like yelling fire in a crowded theater, you know, you folks in manufacturing hear that number, and you have to ask yourself, uh-oh, should I um, not make the next two or three hires I was thinking of making? Should I reduce my incoming inventories and reduce my output? And Lou, you and I have had the conversation. If the media keeps it up long enough, they'll talk us into a recession. They've done it over and over again. Uh, The interesting thing uh, that I've seen since they came out with this number is that not all media has uh, ponied up for this topic. 
uh, I, I went uh, home after on Friday. I went home after reading about it and hearing about it all on the internet. I said, "Gee, I'm going to pick up a, a weekend paper and get this real scoop." And uh, I did pick up uh, one of the uh, nation's uh, most well-known uh, financial newspaper, and I won't use their name. Uh, they did not have one word about the job, drop in the GDP. Uh, and many of the TV stations have not spoken about it. There was one or two that did and made a big deal over it. Uh, in, the name of the game is don't get caught up with it. Leave it alone. The economy is chugging along. It's an unusual recovery because it was an unusual downturn. So just hang in there. Keep making your plans. Keep spending your money to make your growth. Uh, invest in your company. Invest in yourself. Investing in other people really never does work. You have to invest in your company and the people in your company. Tim? Yeah, I think it's very true. Uh, matter of fact, if you look at the ISM report that just came out, you will see that the they're reporting 15 uh, industries, 15 manufacturing industries uh, reporting growth in June. Furniture that's 15 related, out of 18. Yeah, that's correct, 15 out of 18. Uh, furniture and related products, non-metallic mineral products, food, beverage, and tobacco products, machinery, fabricated metal products, computer and electronic products, transportation equipment, miscellaneous manufacturing, electrical equipment, appliances and components, apparel, leather, and allied products, wood products, printing and related support activities, petroleum and coal products, primary metals and paper products. So, you know, all of the industries, the underlying industries that support manufacturing are really showing some growth and have now for several months. I think last month it was 17 of the 18 were reporting growth. So really some very strong numbers. Um, and I, I would like to repeat something that I, I said earlier, that if uh, anyone feels as though that they've got some major contribution or a major thought about uh, our program and some of the conversations and discussions that we have, please let us know at live at mfgtalkradio.com That's live, L-I-V-E at mfgtalkradio.com Now I think some some of the other things you're seeing in the ISM report, I, and I know, you know even Lou and I, until we talked with Brad at length, Brad Holcomb who's the chair who writes this report always thought that when you move from 55.4 to 55.3, that's a drop. It's not actually a drop, as I understand it from Brad. It, the report is built up each month independent of the previous month. It's a 30-day snapshot. So this number still above 50 is still a very, very strong number. Um, you'll also notice that some commodities are up in price. Uh, electronic components, hydrochloric acid, lumber, uh, MRO supplies, natural gas, nickel. Uh, Lou, you and I watched nickel do some wild things, and I think we talked about it a couple of shows ago. Yeah, nickel at the beginning of the year was at uh, $14,000 a ton on the LME. Uh, it did go up to $22,000 a ton uh, on the LME uh, in mid, uh, uh, mid-May. Uh, it started coming down um, 
it did come down to about 17, 18 last time I looked. Uh, frankly, I don't know where it's at this moment, but it was beginning to trend back up again. So it may be higher than the 17,000 a ton uh, that I saw 10 days ago. Uh, and, but the, the steel, all the steel prices are are going going up, uh, except uh, carbon and alloy are basically staying flat. In some cases, the prices have actually gone down because ore, iron ore, is uh, a readily abundant commodity, and uh, uh, there's no great pressure in that market. Right, uh, stainless steel, in fact, is up in price. Uh, plastic components are up in price. So that that's really what you're beginning to see now those kinds of things generally don't occur in a recessionary economy unless it's already tipped over the top and we're nowhere near the top all of the uh, forecasts for the future for 2014 through 16 and i don't know if you've read further than that lou say that we're kind of in you know you heard the term the go-go 80s when when Reagan was in office and the, and the economy was expanding and Clinton got in office and the economy was expanding. And then we had three, four, five hot years in the middle of uh, the 1990s. And then we had this run-up in uh, 2000 to 2008 where we had four or five hot years. I think we are on the cusp of, of another four or five hot years. Well, it could well be. Uh, we do have one major uh, negative uh, going on, and hopefully it won't get a whole lot worse, uh, even though on the surface it looks like it's gotten better, and that's the international uh, uh, terrorism and uh, all countries getting ticked off at each other and creating uh, little wars. And there's something like nine wars going on right now in the world. Uh, and we're we're on the cusp of uh, three of them. Uh, last night, uh, Israel uh, trashed the, the Gaza uh, with an all-night blitz, uh, and that situation could get very ugly very quickly. Uh, our military right now is not up to speed. Uh, yesterday, an article came out that there was uh, uh, 71% of American youths between the ages of 17 and 24 or are not qualified to enlist in the military. Uh, that puts us in a very weak position and uh, something that we have to think about before we get uh, re-motivated into any kind of war activity again. Uh, but war does always help the defense industry, so uh, um, we'll see how it plays out. Yes, and I would agree. Now, when Lou says that... Uh uh, that large percentage of uh, 17 to 21 year olds are are not prepared for uh, the military. The military has changed its uh, recruiting process, and because it's pretty much a volunteer army right now, we're not using conscription at all. They're looking for uh, high school graduates. They're looking for people with a solid uh, uh, personal background. They're not looking for uh, thieves and thugs, quite honestly. If you've got a record, you've got a problem getting into the military. If you don't have a GED or a high school diploma, you've got a problem getting into the military. And our schools have got a problem because 40% of the graduates can read at a high school level as they graduate high school. I mean, 60% of high school graduates can't read at their grade level. 
And and the North Carolina University reported that some of their athletes couldn't read at the fourth grade level. They're in college. So that's tragic, Lou. Twenty. We are number 27 in uh, primary education in the world. We are number one, however, in higher education. That's why the Chinese, the Japanese, the Europeans, they all come here to get a college education, take it all home, and use our technology overseas. Uh, but we do have uh, a major issue in our educational system, and uh, unfortunately I don't think we have much time to be able to talk about that now. Uh, but that might be something for a future show with uh, regards to Thomas Net, the 30 under 30 millennials, and how education has affected that group of people, being that the us gray hairs are moving out and the 71% who can't go in the Army, we want to get them into manufacturing. So I'm not how sure that works. But uh, if we don't make it work, the country is in significant trouble. And uh, I'd like to see us not having to go through that. So I'm glad that we're participating in bringing the, this topic to the forefront and working with some other people uh, behind the scenes on trying to help this uh, uh, issue um, as we see it. So let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back to wrap up Manufacturing Talk Radio. the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit AXPGOLD.COM. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at AXPGOLD.COM. And once again, we want to uh, give thanks to our friends at All Metals and Forge Group for sponsoring this discussion today. They are, after all, an ISO 9001 and AS9100 registered company. They provide manufacturing industrial companies with quick price and delivery quotes and clean quality forgings for all sorts of parts from aircraft engines to gear blanks and downhole shafts, hubs or subs, you name it, they can do it. Learn all about their capabilities, simply visit their cool website, steelforge.com, or send us your request for quote for any open die forgings or seamless rolled rings anywhere from 20 pounds to over 80,000 pounds. That's steelforge.com. And back to uh, Tim and Lou. Howdy. Back. Thanks for... uh the conversation today, Tim, it was, uh, I think it was uh, good, it was informational, and uh, we ought to do it periodically and, uh, you know, trash whoever needs to be trashed at that particular show. Uh, I, I do want to remind our engineering department that uh, you've got uh, two hours and 45 minutes to uh, submit the uh, files so that we can upload it on our show. Uh, our website at uh, mfgtalkradio.com. So those people who have not heard us in its entirety or have not heard us and like to do it uh, offline, uh, be my guest. Two hours, 45 minutes. You got that? That makes it 4.30. I'm cutting you back from, to, from 5 to 4.30. <laughs> I think uh, also for our friends in or the at government. Least when you get back from the beach. 
I think for our friends in the government, if you feel a little trashed, uh, send us an email. We would love to have a speaker on from the Commerce Department. I mean, if the Commerce Department is putting out numbers and and they want to have, you know, uh, a chance to rebut what we talked about this morning, we would love to have a speaker on from the Department of Commerce. Equal time for everybody. That's that's right. Uh, And we promise not to attack or trash you on the show. That's not what this show is about. We've just had a little fun with you today. We may bring John McLaughlin on for that show. (laughs) (laughs) only kidding folks only kidding we will uh, and i've talked about this before uh, we're putting together a show where we're going to bring in some of the you know higher education uh folks to talk about what's happening with education in our country lose right we're 27th in the world in secondary education that's really middle and high school years uh, it, that's really very poor performance, and it is turning out a generation of people who manufacturers tell us are not equipped to fill the jobs that manufacturing has. They can't do the basic math. They can't do the basic reading. They're too used to uh, pulling out their smartphone and using the calculator. Uh, they don't pick up a trade periodical or a newspaper or a physical printed document. They tend to rely too much on Oh, well, here's the facts. Where did you get those? Well, I read them on the Internet. And you've seen the commercials spoofing that. Everything you read on the Internet isn't fact. But when you don't have the facts with you, you dive for the fastest place you can get them. And, and that could be uh, the nearest search engine. So that's going to be a struggle for this country and, and lose right. This country needs to clean up its secondary education. We need to start turning out bright Students, And it's not that the people who are going through secondary education aren't smart. The system's broken. It's not working right now. So everybody's got to take a look at that and say, how do we fix a manufacturing-based educational system that was designed in the late 1800s and early 1900s to put out blue-collar factory workers? That's where it was designed. The bells that went off at 830 11.30, noon, 4.30, that was conditioning to go work on the assembly line. And that's really how that was built. And, and then we began to introduce all kinds of things into manufacturing that aren't working well for us. We tried pushing mathematics down to the fourth grade level, and that blew up. Uh, we, we insist that uh, high school graduates have two years of a foreign language not realizing that when they graduate, English apparently is a foreign language for them. They can't write a cogent sentence. They, they can't respond to essays. This is serious stuff. And, and manufacturing suffering from it. And I, I've got to bet that non-manufacturing is struggling as well, Lou. Would you, it's got to be. It's, it's all around us. Uh, it's hard to ask a question of anybody under 30 years old and get an answer <laughs> right. that makes any sense at all. And, and that's, I'm not generalizing, but it just I, I, I have a little game that I play with myself, and that's can I get past 9.30 a.m. and not run across something stupid that's already happened today? 
and based on you know going into the the the, uh, the gas station, going into the uh, supermarket, going into uh, uh, my own uh, office building. Uh, Nine thirty is a tough hour to break, and uh, it's it's uh, it's really traumatic, and it's uh, it is already affecting us. We don't know to what degree. And if you want to see some real bad GDP numbers, if things keep going the way they are, you're going to see numbers that are, you know, basically in the in, in the basement. Yeah, in terms of education, we've got in terms of secondary education, this country really has about two wheels off the cliff, and and we're not turning in the right direction. So, so do you want to be Thelma? Yeah, right. (laughs) If the front two wheels are going off the cliff and we have momentum, we are in deep trouble. (laughs) So we'll clearly go over the top. Yeah, it's a significant challenge. And so we'd like to hear from some of our manufacturing listeners. You know, here's what we're hearing from from some of the uh, associations that we've talked to. Is that what the manufacturers are experiencing? I, I think we'd like to have our manufacturers either, you know, validate or invalidate what we've been hearing. Send us an email. It's live at mfgtalkradio.com. By the way, keep in mind that if you've heard the show and want to hear it again, you can download it as a podcast so you can listen to it later. Uh, we try to put the shows up also in written form. We get them transcribed so that we have a written version of it. We try to put them up on YouTube so that you can find them. Uh, if you happen to be going through YouTube, they can be found on iTunes. So all of our shows are up on iTunes, and those are another category of places you can find them. So, you know, just a lot of interesting places, Lou. Uh, one last comment. Uh, I don't know sure. if everybody is uh, is aware of it or not, but we are now uh, on once a week, every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, every week. And we've got a lot of uh, exciting shows uh, coming up through the summer months uh, that we're, we're already booking, planning the shows. So, uh if you're part of the 15% that's on vacation, uh, tune in to us anyway. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a fun conversation, it's informative, and hopefully it'll be helping you in you making your uh, company and manufacturing decisions. And, uh, and, t- Tim? And before we close out the show, let me throw this out to our listening audience. If there's a subject you would like us to tackle, I mean, we're, we're up for tackling education. We're up for tackling uh, the government. Uh, if there's a subject that you would like us to, to look into and to have on the show, again, send us an email, live at mfgtalkradio.com. Let's get into it for you, Lou. Okay. Uh, this is a good show, and uh, see you next time, Tim. And um, I think we're coming up on a wrap. Yep, that's uh, that's it for today, folks. Thank you for listening. We've enjoyed talking to you on ManufacturingTalkRadio.com. You've been listening to the only show that takes a look at the obstacles and opportunities open to small to mid-sized enterprises to manufacture here in America with your hosts, Jim Grady and Lou Weiss, brought to you by All Metals and Forge Group. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.